Uh, I think we're going to attempt our switch from uh, this BlueJeans platform to Zoom beginning next week. We've tried to figure out how to do it. And there's no really simple way. We'll just try to jump in. So we'll try to publish a link for that by email on our website. And uh, so just be aware that that's going to be attempted on Monday morning. And um, we'll figure it out as we go. And like I said, we'll try to publish the link for everyone to get that. Morning prayer begins on page four. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 40 on page 390. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my calling. He brought me also out of the horrible pit, out of the mire and clay, and set my feet upon the rock, and ordered my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even a thanksgiving unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that hath set his hope in the Lord, and not turned unto the proud, and to such as go about with lies. O Lord my God, great are the wondrous works which thou hast done, like as be also thy thoughts, which are to usward. And yet there is no man that ordereth them unto thee. If I should declare them and speak of them, they should be more than I am able to express. Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sacrifice for sin hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me, that I should fulfill thy will, O my God. I am content to do it, yea, thy law is within my heart. I have declared thy righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I will not refrain my lips, O Lord, in that thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. 
my talk has truth and of thy salvation. I have not kept back thy loving mercy and truth from the great congregation. Withdraw now not thy, thou thy mercy from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth always preserve me. For innumerable troubles are come about me. My sins have taken such hold upon me that I am not able to look up. Yea, they are more in number than the hairs of my head, and my heart hath failed me. O Lord, let it be thy pleasure to deliver me. Make haste, O Lord, to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to rebuke that wish me evil. Let them be desolate and rewarded with shame that say unto me, Fie upon thee, fie upon thee. Let all those who seek thee be joyful and glad in thee, and let such as love thy salvation say always, the Lord be praised. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord careth for me. Thou art my helper and redeemer. Make no long tarrying, O my God. Glory be to the Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, as now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 18th chapter of Genesis. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terebinth trees of Mamre, as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant. Please let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. They said, Do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said quickly, Make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and the calf which he had prepared and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, Where tent? I will certainly return to you according to the time of life, and behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, I, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child, since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. Then the men arose from there and looked towards Sodom, and Abraham went with them to send them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing, since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I have known him and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord, to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. 
And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went toward Sodom, but Abraham still stood before the Lord, and Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were fifty righteous within the city. Would you destroy the place and not spare it for the fifty righteous that were in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing as this, to slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? So the Lord said, If I find in Sodom fifty righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Indeed now, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Just you destroy all of the city for lack of five? So he said, If I find there forty-five, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again and said, Suppose there should be forty found there. So he said, I will not do it for the sake of forty. Then he said, Let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. Suppose thirty should be found there. So he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Indeed now I have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Suppose twenty should be found there. So he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of twenty. Then he said, Let not the Lord be angry. And he said, I will not destroy it for the sake of ten. So the Lord went his way as soon as he had finished speaking with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. Here ends the first lesson. Benedictus asks on page 11, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 18th verse of the first chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek to seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. To the Jews a stumbling block, and to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, 
and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring that glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that, as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Here ends the second lesson. A shorter form of Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the action of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation, not Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, in all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all.
We have in our Genesis lesson a number of things today. Um, first, the three men who appear to Abraham, one of whom is revealed as the Lord, has a kind of Trinitarian reference, although we, we don't think that this is the, the Holy Trinity incarnate, but the, that sort of image prevails there. Um, we have the, the birth of Isaac, and both Abraham and Sarah laughed when told that, that Sarah, who apparently is well past her, means laughter. So God names the child after their laughter, um, which that ironic uh, um, sort of element to it. And the scene, though, it, it's, it's interesting that Genesis 18 like the the judgment that came in the flood in Noah, um, there's there's uh, in this chapter thematically there's the the, the extension of the promise. Uh, your wife will bear a son. Uh, is going to be moved forward. At the same time, there is judgment being proclaimed. Just as in the flood of Noah, Noah is saved, but all is judged. And the, the 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 Noah account begins the kind of the idea of the remnant theory where where one is saved uh, and and it the the saving of Noah preserves humanity it preserves the human race and so that as a sort of remnant Lord in them who now is going to be the source of blessing for the nation uh, he is given the the child the promise but he intercedes for Sodom. Um, mostly for his nephew bargaining with God, you know, that that and and introducing the idea that a um a core of righteous people who do what is right might serve to um save a larger group from judgment. And this is kind of a a, a kernel of the remnant idea in the Bible. Um of course he he gets God down to the idea that that ten would save Sodom, but Turns out there aren't ten there, so that didn't do him any good. But but the, but the principle that it establishes there, and this remnant idea here that is furthered here with Abraham, where the righteous could help avert judgment on the wicked, um, it, it reaches its epitome later in Isaiah, where the righteous, um, he himself uh, uh, bore our 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 transgressions and our grief for the right in his. The, the, the suffering that is due to the others for their wickedness. So a little bit of the de development of the remnant theme in, in this chapter. Um, in in St. Paul's lesson, it, it, Corinthians is interesting because there's a sub-theme throughout First uh, and Second Corinthians that um, St. Paul is not, there are some people in Corinth who, who don't think very highly of Paul, and they don't think very highly of Paul because He's not apparently very physically impressive, and uh, he's not a great preacher. It's hard for us to believe that when we read all that he writes. But the section of, of the cross, that, that the cross is, is foolishness to the Greeks. You know, the Greeks, the, the Jews seek sign, the Greeks seek wisdom. But to, to those who believe that, that Christ is, the cross is the power of God and the wisdom of God, <clears throat> and St. Paul will go on to talk about how, um, you know, tomorrow when he, he'll talk in the lesson that, that when he came to Corinth, he didn't come with impressive words. He came just preaching the gospel that, that the, therefore, that their belief in the gospel was not based on his impressiveness, but the power of God that led them to faith. And God works 
through the week thing, as he points out in today's lessons that, you know, not many of you are very well off or very esteemed in society. Consider your calling. Uh, it, it, mostly the poor people are Christians in, at, at the beginning of the church. And God works through um, that which is not impressive because um, the idea here is that when, when we are faced with our weakness, we have to depend upon God more. And therefore, God's glory is revealed in us. This is kind of illustrated in the Abram Sarah in the Abram Sarai story that until um, she's utterly unable to give birth, to cause her to give birth. In her weakness, God provides the 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 heir. And so, for us, as we consider the season of Lent, we should think about this idea of, of our weakness. You know, we often culturally avoid the weakness or pray for God to take the weakness away or solve the problem. And uh, whereas God often does not take it away, as we learned the time get the second Corinthians and St. Paul's talking about his thorn in the flesh, that um, his power is made perfect in our weakness. Areas of, of weakness that actually open our lives up more to the power of God, because when we embrace it, that, that powerlessness and turned from that powerlessness and weakness to God in faith, God's power is manifested in us. And conversely, when we're so full of ourselves and our power and our money and our impressiveness and our gifts, um, we, we kind of forget, you know, like Israel, when it goes in the promised land, we'll, we'll build houses and plant vineyards and forget the Lord God. So Lent's a good time to think about weakness and to, and to uh, embrace the weak parts of our life as doorways of entry for the crucified one to come into our lives in power and power and let God do his work in that. It may not be impressive uh, to those around us or to the world, but it but it, for those who, who live in Christ, uh, the cross becomes the, you know, the wisdom of God, the power of God to save us. So thought about today's lesson. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserve of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit and the bond of peace and righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please you to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men.
We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all on this first Friday in Lent. Have a blessed day and start of the weekend. Peace. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.